Welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Blades in the Dark. Last time, uh, Pardon uh, was given her her final send off, mm -hmm. presumably. I don't, I don't know, probably her final send off. <laughs> uh, and we, uh, the Resurrectionists got on board a train and did some train shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Admired as a, a train. As, as a reminder, before we do our introductions, uh, it would be a good idea for the listener, if you want, to go check out the Tumblr or, or other social media to look at an actual map that I have of the heist, if it helps you visualize it all. And there's something else I was going to say, but yeah, fuck it, whatever. Uh, let's start with Fern. Hi, I'm Fern. My pronouns are he, him, and my character is Ira Glasgow, the slide. And we, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Radical. Levi. Alright, I am Levi, they, them, pre-contributor to the show. I am playing Kristoff uh, Skora, crime name Flint, the Leech. Alrighty, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, she, her. I play Thalia, the Shade. Um, you can find me at Radio and Activity, and I also co-host another podcast called The Gorge, where I talk about stuff with my best friend. Please come check us out, thanks. And Owen. I'm Owen, I play uh, Blondie, the Cutter. And I'm the founder and director and editor of Big Gay Nerds. Radical. So, where we left off, uh, everyone had just taken their first time. Uh, where you all are now, per setting the scene. So, Blondie, you look around a bit, and you are currently... I think we said you ended up in the concierge car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ira, you spent some time uh, de-stressing from what residual stress you had left over. And hung out in the uh, crew quarters, mm -hmm. which is a uh, key major. As a reminder for anyone who's not actively looking at the map, the sort of order—it's a double-decker train car, and the sort of order of it is key, which is the locomotive car, and then A through G, a la musical notation. And there's a the major is the uh, top floor of each, and the minor is the bottom floor of each. So, uh, Ira, like we said, is in key major. Uh, Blondie right now is in A minor. Uh, Flint. You uh, went to B to B minor, and you were doing some people watching. And then Folia, you stayed in C major mm -hmm. because you were uh, researching some documents. And with that, we take our first tick of time. And uh, let me think real quick. So y'all are currently still in your controlled positions. Uh, I think the only thing of interest that happens in this sort of crossover is that Blondie, while you're kind of standing around in concierge. Uh, someone actually, like, very rudely kind of brushes past you and just, uh, and you would recognize her from your, uh, the person of interest kind of roster that you have as mm. Lena Gatil. She's a, uh, very tall, kind of, uh, sturdy looking, uh, Tykerosi woman. She's got kind of a cuttlefish looking head almost. Mm -hmm. Like, she's got like a tentacle beard stash kind of deal and some little floppy ears. Um, but she's, uh, is dressed very fancily because you would know that she is, she works with the ministry, the Imperial Ministry of Transportation, and she's uh, higher up at the uh, the district that of the town that you're heading to, Grand Tykeria in Tykeros. And she just starts yelling, "This, this is an outrage! I've had that car reserved for years, and you just..." And then, uh, very quickly after that, uh, Natalie Braun, who's a senior concierge at the desk, like, "Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am, please calm. Uh, we can talk about your problem. Let's just..." And then, uh, there starts to be some discussion happening there, uh, where she seems very mad about her uh, car that she has had reserved not being available to her. 
And that's 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 what the situation is now. The rest of you are still kind of where you were. Nothing much has changed. Okay. Um. Well, since I'm I'm down to go first again because um I feel like I have kind of a straightforward thing here, which mm-hmm. is to eavesdrop mm-hmm. on these folks. Oh yes. Um. Yeah. Sure. This does sound like study, which I don't have any points in. So I am going to push myself. Well, before you do that, what I will oh. also say is, as you are all kind of vaguely aware of each other's situations, and the rest of you would know, presumably, that Blondie has seen something that he wants to act on, uh, what I will also say is that if any of you don't know what you'd be doing with this otherwise, you could uh, also choose to spend your turns to come over and help. Oh, there's a. Was- there is a special mechanic I have anyway, for. So, I say, yeah. there's a special mechanic I have for this that we'll go over. But if any of you would like to do that, it would be a good time to call it before Blondie actually rolls it. I might. Well, I'm not in the same car. Oh, never mind. I was like, oh, it doesn't matter if you're in, it this new move called set up. But well, no. it doesn't matter if you're in the same car. Like you can just go to the car that they're at. It's just that that's where you're going to be when the action concludes. Okay. Because you are going to be doing the action with them. Okay. Yeah. I'll. Uh, I'll make my way over. Sure. So, Blondie, as you approach, uh, you also notice uh, Ira, who... uh, I guess the most immediate way would be actually Ira comes in from where the locomotive car is, which, ironically, (laughs) you don't have access to. uh, (laughs) Which is funny. So they're kind of walking up from behind. And so you are going... So what, what Ira's doing, which is set up, is if you're in the same car as someone else, you can choose to supplement their action instead of rolling your own. So... Pick one for the targeted action, Ira. The risk is reduced, which it can't be because it's controlled. The effectiveness is increased, which it would be standard and it would instead be great. Or the roll gets plus ND, where N is your rating for that skill. If the person rolling would be exposed to the consequences of failure, you may be as well. Well, I do have one study. Would you like my one (laughs) study? Sure. And uh, was, was Flint going to join in as well? I was offering to if you wanted to help, but uh, I'm, I will say Ira's there is me. not there is not a I'm limit on, on how many people can do set up to a single action. If you want to dogpile an action, you are allowed. <laughs> it's just that all of you will be exposed to the possible consequences of failure if there are any. I was I feel thinking, like Iris got this. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was thinking maybe a good way to do that is that like I kind of wave Ira in and we like have our own little nonsense conversation, um, so that we're not necessarily drawing attention, but in the mm. process we're also spying. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So, what do we say we were rolling for this? Um, well, study. I I think study, unless you would let me do like prowl or survey, but I think study seems like the most specific application for it. Uh, let's see. What's survey? I don't have any. I think survey, survey. would work if you if you. Oh rather yeah, do you're right. It survey is gather information about opportunities or exploits. So that makes sense. So yeah, I will. Do, do you have, sorry, did you okay, say you have... Okay, so if you, if you are doing that, then I will uh, increase the effectiveness, because I do not have any points in survey. Okay. Okay, and I'm All still right, going so... to spend stress to boost that. Alright, so that's going to be survey, that's going to be control great, and it's going to be however many dice that you have with that skill, plus the pushing yourself. Okay. Um, one bonus die... I got a five and a one, so I'm glad that I did push myself. Cool. There's a five in there. Um, So what I think happens is while you're having this conversation, uh, 
so you're uh, both listening really intently, and for what it's worth, she's not doing uh, a whole lot to uh, disguise her vocal outrage. Uh, the ma- the madam here, uh, what do I have her name down as? Uh, Lena Gatil, uh, she's complaining about her about not having gotten her car, right? And she's the Ministry of Transportation, like, she's kind of a big deal. And you definitely overhear explicitly say, I've had that palazzo reserved for, mm. it must be three years at this point, and you're... The, you're telling me that I don't have it now? What's the, what is the explanation here? And, uh, Natalie Braun is, who is trying her best to be palliative and maintaining her, uh, what Ira would know at least to be her usual kind of, uh, stoic image, uh, despite whatever it is she's actually feels about the current situation. Like, Ma'am, we've been instructed by, by the, imper- by the Empire, by the Imperial Army, uh, to not, that we are not to allow that the Palazzo to be entered. And if you need to any additional information, that you should talk to our chief of security. He is currently uh, working out of the uh, workshop car over in. Oh my god, I have too many tabs. Over in uh, F minor, and I cannot help you. Uh, I can, at the very least, uh, here. And she gives uh, uh, Lena Gatil two cards. Like this, this first one is a key to one of the wafts in D major, which I've been instructed to prepare for you as a as consolation. And the other one will actually let you into the workshop to talk to the chief of security. Uh, there's very little I can do for you, but if you come to our office uh, once we arrive in Grand in Grand Tykeria, we can obviously arrange to have anything that you would have spent on the ticket uh, refunded and other uh, palliative. Uh, and reparative measures uh, undertaken. And uh, after a few minutes of that, uh, Lena kind of stomps away in a huff uh, back towards presumably F minor to go talk to the chief of security, who you know is now there and operating out of F minor somewhere. We all- um, Sorry. Hmm? We also now know that Lena Gatil has a card to get into the chief of security's office, which is a thing we should probably try to filch if we can. Oh, shit. That is something we also yeah. know. I, I can that just the go into there, to... so I could just maybe follow. Yeah, you probably could. Um, but not this tick. Not, <laughs> not, not this not tick. Time, tick no. Um, so, what I'll so... say is what you get there is you get that information. You get You get those two pieces of knowledge that you did not know before. And we'll say this brings, we'll also say this brings train smarts to three of six also okay. on top of that. Okay. So. And, yeah. The Palazzo. So we know it was just recently sort of taken. We have no information on the train except for that's like the ultra luxurious sort of accommodations. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. You would know from your preparation what the Azure Rose has told you specifically. What the Azure Rose told you before is that the Palazzo car specifically has basically always had like a kind of permanent anti-scrying like kind of uh, ritual sort of applied to it. Mm. It's, it's the kind of the thing heart- that's that's very expensive and requires a lot of space and resources. So it's not something that like Adelaide would have access to, Mm -hmm. but basically the extent is the Azure Rose has never been able to see inside this car at any point. And for obvious security reasons, uh, there are no, like none of the documentation you have would mention specifically like anything of what's in it. Uh, You would know that Palazzo, because this is a very uh, prestigious car and the kinds of people who can actually get a car like that are mostly government officials, that it's probably for actual, like, government security purposes. 
It's a great place to keep a sunstone. Yeah. <laughs> it's the hardest place to get down to on the train. Like you right don't know now, that Adelaide necessarily he... has access to it. It looks but... like. I'm it... looking at the only opens from inside, sort of. It note. actually has two entrances because the other one you can't see because it's not marked there. But it hasn't. Uh, there is an elevator to it, or at least uh, some kind of vertical entrance from E minor as well, and okay. that's where Blondie earlier would have seen the guard who is guarding it. Oh, I okay. See. Okay. Well, that is cool, and that leaves Flint and Thalia with actions left. Yeah. Okay. And whatever these are, they'd be happening contemporaneously, so I'll say, like, if you're going to follow her to the workshop, that would be, like, a next tick action for one of you to do. Because, mm-hmm. see, my my thinking is, in the next tick, one of you could follow her, like, prowl, so I guess Blondie, yeah. because I know Blondie has a pretty good prowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you could follow- I've got a prowl, too. Oh, okay. Um, you could follow her, and then after she has, you know- laid her grievances at the foot of of the chief of security um you could on her way out maybe take the card from her um Ooh, like a pickpocket thing. yeah like a pickpocket yeah. thing it does um, sound very like useful. hang out in embarkment and mm-hmm. <laughs> okay i like the sound of that yeah yeah the only problem so is be... very obviously if it goes wrong it will go extremely extremely fucking wrong Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's, def- it's definitely riskier. It's the workshop is a uh, what we'll call a risky clearance, mm-hmm. which means like it's normal for people to be in there, but generally speaking, you have to have something that lets you in there. Mm-hmm. And even if you sneak in, if there is any point at which like suspicion that we b- would be drawn and someone might ask to confirm that you should be there, there is some risk attached. Mm-hmm. But it's not the worst thing in the train. There's risk. There's worse places to be. Or. Uh, Oh, go ahead. But I, I, we should also probably be trying to figure out what Thalia and Flint are going to be doing this time. Yeah, yeah sorry. I'm, I'm already That's okay. planning a couple steps ahead. Um, you are allowed to plan ahead, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. So, uh, do you have an idea, Levi? I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the postal car. Uh, packages and mail bound for Tychoros. It's like high security. It's real hard to get into. It seems like a real good place to just stash something. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is it looks like the only way to get into it is literally through the workshop and then through baggage. And then you'd have to go yeah. upstairs to get to Postal. Yeah, yeah. so usually with Postal, at least what you'd know about it, is generally speaking, people aren't supposed to be going into Postal while uh-huh. the train is moving. It's just they have it in here so the postmaster and anyone who's unloading the postage can more easily access it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because the several freight cars behind it are all, like, sealed shipping containers. Yeah. So they're not really, like, useful for unloading small packages and stuff. They're, like, industrial freight. Right. But for that one, it's in a very kind of out of the way, difficult place to get to, just because you're really not supposed to get to it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if you were to work at getting there, you could. Okay. Um, what I am going to do, because it is something that Thalia can do, well, is um, where'd it go? I was just looking at it. A uh, tune. Yes. Uh, Mole meditator, think things over. Uh, whispers from the dark will guide you if. You use its guidance to meaningfully inform your next action. Take plus one D on the next relevant roll. Uh, this move cannot be used consecutively. And as a fun side note, this functions similarly to Monster Hearts' uh, Gaze into the Abyss, which I love. Um, yeah. So, so tell me how it is you're going to be thinking things over meditating. 
I think it's going to be a general uh, knowledge of the... I'm going to try to, because everybody else is working out on other things, uh, maybe discern where the sunstone is in some meaningful way, or at least a, point me in the direction, you know? Um, okay. Can you give me something more specific in terms of pointing in direction? Because I do want to remind you that finding the sunstone isn't a clock you can roll against. You yeah. have to do stuff that you think will help you find it. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Because so it I... could be anywhere in this train, basically, that is mm-hmm. on the map, and, like, the Azure Rose can't really help you. So that's, like, a lot of ground to cover. Oh, yeah. Um, so my thinking is maybe the idea of... If it is, like, the Azure Rose is after this thing for, like, a like a purpose, or at least it has... They're kind of, like, adjacent things, maybe. Um, you, you could at least probably infer that it has some interest in it. Mm-hmm. You don't really know why. what it wants with it or why it wants it or if it can even do anything with it. Mm-hmm. But it has, it is definitely pushing you towards recovering it, even if it's not, like, telling you what it wants you to do with right. it. So I'm wondering if maybe I can feel out where it's... To feel what out where you... it's been, if that makes sense, like to feel kind of like the like the heat of where it has been. Um, okay, what well, before I, I'm okay with that. What were you going to say, Owen? Yeah, I suggestion? was going to say, what if you like tried to attune to like? So this is probably a pretty new. You haven't like been on a train since you became a weird witch person, I assume. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you take some time to like just attune to what the norm is with all these like um ectoplasm like generators around and just sort of like try and figure out what is background noise so you can identify other stuff more easily oh yeah so the idea of almost being able to um like play hot and cold but not necessarily like now but to set up the idea of like understanding what the train feels like so that in the event you come if i like in the future, if we do this again, can maybe sniff it out easier. Does that make sense? I, yeah, I like the sound of you doing the attuning yourself to like the specifics of the train. Because what I will also say with the uh, heat path mm-hmm. is that I like the idea of it. But you and Adelaide have presumably boarded at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So there's probably not much of a trail to pick up on. Okay. Uh, thanks, Owen. That actually helped clarify things a lot. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and give me the tu- the tune uh, as written, which is you roll a tune, controlled standard. Sure. A tune, controlled, submit standard. Six. A one Ooh. and a six. Wow. Damn. Wow. Ooh. Great. Okay. So let's see. You're kind of meditating, trying to attune your sort of magical senses to the train itself, and. Mm-hmm. So you're closing your eyes, you're just trying to envision the train, and you you feel everything kind of, like, wash away, almost, until it's just the train. Mm-hmm. And you can feel this sort of, like, you'd almost call it a barrier of violence, is what you'd refer to its shell as. Mm-hmm. It's this sort of, like, glowing, hostile, like, shelter from the sort of ghostly, darkened hell wasteland that surrounds you even as you travel begin start or starting at this point to like clear the coast and are starting to travel over water Mm -hmm. it's like there's the howling darkness outside of you and then there's this shell of just electroplasm and like bright green and crystalline and horrible and then inside it's 
strangely, part of you expected that it would be completely stark, Mm -hmm. devoid of any kind of, like, real magical, uh, like, attunements. But it actually has a sort of, like, you'd almost describe it as, like, a vein structure, right? Or a skeletal structure, where you can feel, like, there's a very rigid kind of flow of magic that courses through the length of this train. And there's a couple specific places that it concentrates in the most interesting patterns or in the most interesting ways. Okay. The first is only a couple cars directly behind you, and it's a basically impenetrable web, like a cocoon That's almost the of just yes, of of almost like spiky magical energy. Okay. It hurts you. To, it hurts you to look at it almost, and that's the palazzo. It's. Um, the other one, the second one that you that would draw you forward, is actually forward on the train and down in operations. And you're not surprised because that's the locomotive car. But there's the very tip of it seems to be at like the core of where the electroplasm engine is. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of complex sort of uh, like wiring almost around that and systems of that nature. And the third one that draw that draws your attention is behind you as well, but also down. And it's a smaller nodule that would be in F minor, for which a lot of the sort of veins and nodules in this uh, sort of map that you're drawing with your magic brain uh, seem to kind of coalesce into a small point uh, where you'd associate one of the offices of being. And you can reason pretty reasonably that that's probably where the chief of security is specifically operating from, mm-hmm. and that he is direct connection to a lot of the automated security systems that are in the uh, train. Okay. It's not necessarily like he can control them that you know of, but you figure that he probably has uh, access to video feeds and things of that nature. Okay. Okay. And yeah, so we're going to go ahead and call that on a on a fucking full success we're gonna go go ahead and call that a completed train smarts Yay! I, th- I think i think that completes train smarts and we're going to say disney channel that, original movie train smarts <laughs> and we're going to say that train smarts i'm going to say that sunshard located is now one of six yes. Ooh. hell yeah so you have a like what you what you had that was a kind of incomplete understanding of train or a very basic understanding of train is starting to unfold a bit. Almost like, uh, I, th- I sent it in the fan discord of uh, maybe a week or two ago, but the, uh, the miracle Sudoku video. Yeah. Did any of you watch that? <laughs> no, I didn't Where get a chance e- to. Oh, okay. It was very long. Yeah, I watched it. It's good. The way it starts is you start with a seemingly impossible puzzle and slowly as you start to logic your way mm. through, like, what the sort of blank spaces are, more and more of the puzzle starts to fall into place easier and easier. And so you're kind of in this sort of uh, introductory stage where you're realizing that what you thought was going to be an impossible task of trying to find a needle in a haystack effectively Mm -hmm. is that there's a way you can brute force your way through this. Cool. And so at that moment of epiphany, we're going to go ahead and say that you're at one of six for finding the sunstone. Yeah. Or sun shard. Right on. Cool. Cool. I believe Flint can still act this turn? Yes. Yeah, I haven't done anything yet. So, let me see. I've got a couple ideas. Uh, One idea is to keep up the uh, trying to get information about and out of people by hanging around the restaurant 
lounge sort of area, suites area. Mm-hmm. I could I could uh, tend to Rosalind, which would be an easy way to move on. You don't have to worry too much about moving on. Y'all have a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every single one of these days is eight ticks, and yours is the last action for the second tick on the first day. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not too think. big of a deal. Uh, do you don't do you have a lot of stress already? I've got two stress from pushing myself on the people watching. Okay. So yeah, I'm not really worried about it right now. I really want to pass to get to the workshop because mm. that would real open up some shit for my tinker mm. and getting through to like baggage and postal. Yeah, but I don't, um, I don't have iris that, skills. Could, how would you like to go about doing that? Hmm. I don't know. This, since it would be securing legitimate access to the workshop and probably permanent access, unless you're... I mean, you could still also, like, just tail uh, the uh, Lena on the next tick and try and steal hers. But if you that want to try good. and get your own pass from something else, depending on your approach, that would probably itself be its own, like, uh, clock that would then get you legitimate access to the workshop. Oh, you know, that sounds... I'm, I like the tail Lena idea. I'm going to do that next, since I have decent prowl. I guess for this action, I will decompress to take one of those stress off, uh, go up to the observation deck, uh, have, a, have like a hand-rolled cigarette, Yeah. Like watch, the, watch the ocean that I've only ever seen from like the shore. So you head up there, and it's like, like I've described, it's a big kind of false garden. There's lots of... You, you recognize fake plants because there are plenty of fake plants in the public space of uh, yeah. of Duskfold. Most of the real plants are kind of in the the sort of greenhouses with artificial lighting and stuff like that mm-hmm. that, that are kind of above your pay grade, really. Um, and then also, like, there's some art statues and some general kind of niceties. But the real big thing here is that in this car, as opposed to all the others, most of this car is basically open air. Like, you actually climbed in through here, because aside from some railing on the sides, uh, it's just sort of open. And That's you, cool. Yeah. And oh, I see like, in, the, uh, in the picture you drew, too. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got, it's it's just got kind of some rails, and, like, you can lean over it, whatever. It's not moving too fast. It's just a nice gust of wind, and yeah. the sea smells the way that the sea smells. Uh Yeah, pretty dark out, nice and windy. If you look down at the ocean, it's the same kind of... Uh, infinite black expanse of starlight that you're used to seeing, you know, like the ocean yeah. usually is. <laughs> and yeah, Flint, yeah, Flint came up to like observe the lounge and the observation deck for like people, but just sort of got wound up. Just well, also like just watching you, the ocean go by. Yeah, you ended up going through the lounge expecting to see more people, and the lounge is like pretty dead this time of day. Yeah, it doesn't really start getting people in it until later. Yeah, so, it's too early in the day. Flint didn't realize it's like it's too early to start drinking and gambling. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah, was just like, like, "Huh, where is everybody? This is weird." Yeah, you, I'd say this is probably like aroundish, maybe ten a.m. <laughs> so it's like, "Hey, it's noon somewhere, buddy." <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, you kind of just end up spending a while looking over uh, the ocean as you start to pass over it, just and with that. It's our, that's our second tick of time. Yeah. yeah. We are we are officially... Uh, where'd my clocks go? Here they are. We are officially one-twelfth of the way through the time that you have to do heist. <laughs> oh, God, don't phrase it like that. That doesn't make it sound like a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for so, the next tick, like, do, you, do, do we think that, like, 
tailing Lena and maybe like pickpocketing her is the blondie thing, or does someone else want to get on that? I feel My- like. So if- I was going to get the, on before, it. But, oh, before okay. we uh, do things, so establishing your current positions with Blondie and Ira in the concierge office still, mm-hmm. uh, Flint in observation, and Thalia in uh, the suite still, yes. uh, not a whole lot has changed about the situation except uh, Lena has, uh, after her tantrum, is starting to make her way towards the workshop. And we'll probably get there at some point during your action. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. What were you going to say, uh, Fern? Uh... I was I was just gonna mention like I do have access to those places, but I don't think I can get anyone else in. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. So Ira, you're basically considered like you're not obviously no one looks at you and thinks you're the crew, but the crew like you, so they let you into places. <laughs> but the crew doesn't they're know like, your friends. They're like that makes sense. I, of course, Iris Iris here Ritz or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they 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 know you, but they don't know your friends, and they're like, we can't. You know, yeah. we, we, if you were to try and get one of your friends in, you'd probably be met with Could like, I, uh... you know what, could I possibly see if I could talk to Natalie, who likes one of my friends, maybe, do, I don't know how Natalie feels about me, uh, <laughs> but, um... Uh, uh, see You're if probably I can, friendly enough. See if I can get a pass just to security, just to make sure that, you know, the, 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 this lady doesn't cause trouble. So obviously, yeah, before, that person... Before, before we do that, I should actually ask something, which uh, I guess I should have probably asked before air, but we can address it on air since we've asked similar questions. So, uh, what we've covered off air briefly is that Natalie, who is a senior concierge, Thalia has basically told her that she and some of her associates are looking for Adelaide. And Natalie has agreed to help, uh, sight unseen. Uh, as you would know from your research into your persons of interest you know are on board she's someone who in uh channels that she believes to be private is someone who would go to ground for basically any tykerosi who's <laughs> from tykeros she's kind she's uh not the uh not the richard spencer kind of nationalist but she's definitely a tykerosi first kind of person yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah so um, but what she doesn't necessarily know unless you decide to uh depending what you decide she knows or not uh, she doesn't necessarily know that Ira and Thalia are connected. Also, um, I feel like you should... I'm looking at the picture you have of her right now. I think it's there's one important detail you should tell us. Oh, right. And because she's Tykerosi, I should describe... Actually, I'll just describe her kind of generally. She's a rather, like... I'd say she's, uh, as as far as people go, she's very shortish, uh, like, cute face, nice figure. She has these little dog ears. Yes. Because that's I her quality. Her. And some freckles and... If she were to turn around, probably a little small dog tail of some kind. Oh, cute. But, <laughs> cute. Hell yeah. Otherwise, so cute. she's just a sort of, she's just a sort of a very cute lady. And that's really the extent. She has a kind of stoic expression at all times. She doesn't emote much, if only because she's probably trained very well to not get frustrated with the kinds of uh, ritzy, bougie fucks who uh, tend to make her job hell. Let it but, yeah. But generally speaking, she's an amiable sort of person. Yeah. So. Uh, and I don't, if it, Natalie doesn't know Thalia and Ira are connected, Natalie still probably what does I'll say know is Ira because Ira has 100% hit on yeah. Natalie by now. She <laughs> definitely <least> <laughs> she, def- she definitely knows of you. 
what what I'll say is, is she's probably like not said as much in direct terms, but you figure that she's probably like keeping her distance because her and Doll are good work friends in the sort of platonic way, and she doesn't want to test those boundaries at all, even <laughs> right. if it's kind of an open thing. Yeah, like she do- she doesn't want to make anything weird, mm-hmm. so she's probably just keeping to herself. But uh, aside from that, she definitely knows you and is at least relatively as fond of you as someone you barely know could be. Mm. Um. And what I'll say is, it's not. I'm not saying that she doesn't know that you and Thalia are connected, because that's something you can tell me. What I'm saying is she doesn't necessarily need to know. Mm-hmm. If that's something you would have tried to obscure, mm-hmm. I think that's believable. I, I don't know if we'd try to obscure it. Also, like, we're, like, I was the person that secured Sweet 12, and Sweet 12 is the one with the line directly to her. So I don't... Yeah, but she hasn't been there yet. What? <laughs> she doesn't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm... It depends whether you would have told her or made any indication or if you think she would have figured that out herself or something. But. Mm, what do you think, Thalia? Um, hmm. I don't think... I don't think Thalia would have given, just for the sake of, like, discretion and to, in, and in the event that somebody, like, asks Natalie a question, that she wouldn't be lying, if that makes sense. Like, the sense is, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, I know that my friend Thalia is traveling with people, but I don't know who those people are, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, also, I should clarify, I don't know to what extent you've used real names, but it's considering you have uh, Imperial Assassins after you who really yeah. only know your call sign, using, using your real names is probably better than using your call sign for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The note has your call signs, so if someone overhears you referring to Blondie, there might be some, uh, attri- there might be some issues that come from that. Right. <laughs> That's good. Uh. Um, it, and it, either way, it, okay, so... Um. So what I'm saying is basically, I don't think I have told... I think Natalie just knows that I'm traveling with some friends. She does not know the specifics of the friends that I am traveling yeah. with. If you haven't tried to directly obscure it, but also you have not necessarily tried to key her in either. I, I think Ira cool. could 100% doesn't see, it, uh, see uh, their own involvement as that much of a risk. Um, and might, like, have offhandedly mentioned it. Um, but I don't think, it, like, it depends in that case, on the let's, conversation. Let's, Ira's in that case, remember. Ira's reckless. Ira's rude Ira's now. reckless. <laughs> That's right. Let's just say, in that case, you have offhandedly mentioned it, mm-hmm. and even if you didn't ex- explicitly say it to her, she's probably aware. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so, yeah, so I'd like to uh, talk to Natalie and see if I can get Two passes for the workshop area. Hell yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, she sort of greets you as you approach. Hey, Ritz. What's up? <laughs> Hi. So, so uh, th- some of my... Uh, I saw that awful, awful interaction that that lady had. Uh, I do apologize for that. How are you doing? Uh, she just kind of shrugs. It's like, I... I get i mean i get why she's mad because like she she did reserve that like three years ago and i i don't even want to tell you how much that palazzo ticket costs because it's probably more than i'll ever make in my entire lifetime but uh gracious I, so i get i get i get why she's like upset it's just you know there's nothing i, I literally cannot do anything about yeah. it she looked pretty riled it- up though i was wondering uh would you like would it be all right if a couple uh, uh, that, uh, if a couple of us just follow 
just to make sure she doesn't cause any distress to the other passengers, you know. All right. It, that sounds like you're trying to make a roll. Mm-hmm. So let's roll it. Uh, that, that, I mean, that sounds like, that sounds like a... Either a consort oh, or no, a that would be that would be, that would by default be consort, because you're consorting with your connections to gain access to resources. Okay, cool. So that would by default be, that would by default be consort, and we're going to say it is, uh, controlled, it is controlled standard as usual. Okay, cool. I'm not going to use my skill that spends stress so that I can change it to a sway. Um, just because I'm feeling lucky, I think. Okay. So, controlled standard? Uh, yeah, I'll be controlled standard. Okay. Five and a four. Hey, there's a mixed success in there. I was gonna, I was also gonna say, uh, you being so friendly with her is a reason that's not a controlled limited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, five and a four, so mixed success. Um, what she says, uh, so she kind of like, raises her eyebrow a bit and is like very clearly like processing something for a moment and she's like i mean i don't you don't need to cause a scene on our behalf i mean but i can i can get hold on a second and she like rifles through a drawer like i can't be giving out too many of these because we actually don't really have a lot of them up here but i can at least give you one and you can i mean they'll probably let you anyway so you can just give this to someone else i guess one of the people that you're traveling with and then she just kind of, like, mentioned sort of offhandedly. And she's like, but, you know, uh, obviously, uh, don't go. I don't want to tell you what to do, but she's with the Ministry of Transportation. And, like, people, if you are if you get on the bad side of someone in the Ministry of Transportation, there's, uh, I'm just saying that there's a lot of people who I used to know who I don't know anymore. Mm. Uh, because I, they stopped showing up, and I never saw them again. Oh. So, uh, just try and be, uh, discreet. If at all possible, of she says with a sort of with a forced smile. Of course, dear. I, we're always careful here. Uh, you keep chin yeah. up, all right? <laughs> yeah, of course. If there's anything you need, I'll be right here. And she just sort of like drums the desk for a moment, just sort of uh, you know, as a flourish of some kind. Good. But yeah. So what I'll say is her. with your <laughs> what I'll say is with your with your mixed success is you wanted two, you only got one. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and say that you have a legitimate access to the, uh, thing that you can give to someone and possibly move around. So I'll just actually go ahead and mark that as, uh, uh, let's see, as workshop access, one of three, because there's only three people who would need it, presumably. Uh, oh, you know what? It occurs to me also, uh, since you have, uh, while we continue the action, since you have uh, Red Jackie with you, uh, you can have her probably try and do stuff to the extent that she is capable of doing it, mm. considering the fact that she is, like, you know, kind of a meathead. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, she's just going to be kind of keeping an ear to the ground, so to speak, and spending time. Because while she's here for y'all, it, she's also not really... She's not really keyed into what you're all trying to do and is not as competent at the whole heist thing mm. as you are. She's a fence, first and foremost. Right. And also a hell of a bruiser. But if any of you think you need to do, you want her to do something, you can just ask her and she can probably do that on her own time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that won't be like an action or anything. It's just be like, hey, 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 Red Jackie, you know, and do that. Right. But. So yeah, okay. that's Ira's turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys got any ideas? Um, well, I'm going to follow Lena, the cuttlefish lady, to... 
Yeah, sure. So you follow her in whatever way you do, and she is going to very clearly in a moment get kind of go through the pass in the uh, embarkment car, uh, E minor, to go into the workshop. So describe to me, uh, I guess, how you are planning to follow her in, so to speak. Hmm. I say there's not really a whole lot of being sneaky on the way there just because you're going through coach cars and shit <laughs> and it's a pretty straight line but like she she's probably in too much of a self-possessed huff to notice you anyway yeah so yeah Flint's just gonna stay like you know like three or four steps back until she like heads over to the workshop basically what I'm thinking is he's gonna like like take a couple quick steps up and get his foot between the door and the door jam mm. before it closes and sort of like sneak in behind her while like okay. no one's looking. Well, since this is you're trying to sneak into a risky area, we're actually going to call this risky standard. Oh boy. All right. So risky standard. I will go ahead and since I just recovered some stress, spend another two stress to push myself. Seems fairly vital. All right, here's some dice. Ooh, got a four is the highest. Four. So on a risky standard, let's see. So you are able to sneak in behind her. Uh, You get your foot in the door, you follow her. But you definitely notice, as you do, the troop who's stationed by the E major access definitely just saw you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm going to tick... uh, I'm going to tick two things here. First, uh, I will also say, uh, as a... So, with the the way the timescale is going to work here, you are going to be able to be in here. I don't think the guard is actually going to come stop you, but you are going to get a Flint Suspicion. One of four. Ticked. So, they they know you're kind of... At least one guard has seen you up up to... something that you shouldn't be doing, but they don't appear to follow you through. Oh, cool. So, um... If anyone yeah. asks, I'm trying to head for baggage. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you get into workshop. Uh, it's... What you see here is there's a bunch of, like, cubicles, almost, and, like, not a whole lot of people... Like, you can hear, like, some people taking notes or, like, this the squeak of chairs or whatever, but no one's actually really looking at you uh, as much because they're behind dividers for the most part. Um, one of these dividers, which is uh, kind of near the end of one of the lines of cubicles uh, uh, in this sort of section of the car, uh, there's kind of like a faint sort of electrical glow coming from it. And uh, it's and this is when Lena Gatil actually like goes through the door to it and begins having a uh, conversation with the person who is inside. Um, and also because what I will say also is because it would make better sense for the thing, you still have an action you can do. Because I think the risk for getting in here is just having to do that roll up front, is what I'll say. That seems more sensible. So what are you doing in here, still? Hmm. You're going to go for it and try to pickpocket? Well, okay, yeah, so I'll say at the moment she's about to go into the office, if that's something you want to do. That sounds good. I'm also curious about... I don't know. I feel like getting supplies out of the workshop would be good. Is that something mm. I can... Oh, yeah. Maybe some, so, since I know, since I have tinkering and, like, ghost field nonsense, maybe something that could help us get at the sun shard. Yeah. Mm. So, what you'll, so what you see from where you are as you watch her probably go in is that there's a, like, sort of a large 
bookshelf up the front, but on either side of it are two doors. And you just kind of walk through, go through one, open it, and you see there's like a relatively large, like, just actual kind of maintenance area, almost. Like, there's some workbenches, some, and that they're, they're like right now, like they're all empty tops, but like there's some drawers that would have tools poking out. You know, there's some diagrams of like different mechanical components of the train that are like things you would know from Ooh, your research. Ooh, that sounds art. handy. Yeah, that are, like, frequently uh, the most likely to break from wear. So just, like, the actual, like, uh, connect... Like, some of the uh, actual, like, door mechanisms and things like that. Um, But, yeah. So what are you doing here in the workshop? Um, What specifically are you trying to get? Uh, Let me me just uh, float this in for everyone else. Do you think I should pickpocket or try to steal, like, tools and diagrams and stuff? We already have an access to the workshop now. Like, we have a card. Um, okay, so pickpocket. So, yeah. so uh, no. No, oh, go ahead. To, no? To, uh, it, I think tools and diagrams are things that we don't have right now, but yeah. we do have a pass. Oh, can, yeah, we can yeah have you have one pass, and then later. also Ira can get in anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know if we'll have access to Lena in the future. Yeah, I think that this is a this is a good opportunity to do something. Okay. So, okay, so what you do I've... also know from Lena is that it has been indicated that she is going to be given a uh, room in the D major car instead of the E major car. So still theoretically an area you can access, just it's also its own uh, kind of risky security area. Right. Okay. So yeah, I think a finesse roll for the pickpocketing is what I'm going to go for. Sounds good. So while you're on your way to check out the workshop, you just try and... I think what happens is as you walk by and she's going into the door, you just basically try and palm it from her yeah. uh, well, without her noticing. So yeah. that's going to be a uh, a risky standard, as usual. And I'll push myself one more time, and I figure after this I'm going to go check on Rosalind for like a proper checkup. Because mm-hmm. I'm fairly stressed. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Come on, dice. Yeah. Got a five. Five and nice, a two. Yay. Nice mixed success in there. Mixed so success. definitely what happens is you palm it. For sure. Um, and as I think as you do, it's what you do notice again is uh, there's actually sort of a, a sort of green. Uh, uh, it's uh, You would know it from tech, in technical terms as an Oculus, quote unquote, but it's basically a security camera. And you do notice that it is just sort of watching the hall. And while no one is, like, calling out to you immediately, you did probably just get seen doing something kind of suspect on camera. Mm. So that's going to be at a two of four for you for suspicion. But aside from that, you did also acquire uh, the a legitimate access to the workshop. So now you're at two of three for that vis-a-vis the amount of people who have it. Cool. And that's your turn for that. Okay. Uh, so that means we've done you, we've had Ira, so we still have, uh, Blondie and Folia. I will get the Blondie thing out of the way real quick. Um, I have also started collecting stress, so I'm just going to, Blondie was already, uh, near, like, the place to get concessions, so he's just gonna double back and get some tea or something. (laughs) Sounds good. They have nice tea here. Maybe not, not exactly as as nice as the one. Well, no, it would actually be as nice. That's <laughs> that's actually surprising to you. The place doesn't look like it would be as nice because it's not as old fashioned. But the tea is actually really fucking good. Okay. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and take one stress off. Ding. 
All right. Cool. And last but not least, Thalia. Blondie's just on vacation right now. I don't know. This is kind of nice. Time. <laughs> um, I actually am also going to de-stress. I think actually it'd be funny. Uh, Thalia does finally leave the room. She hasn't left like this whole time since we got on it. Um, <laughs> and she uh, tells Jackie to keep an eye on Rosalind and she's actually going to go join Blondie and de-stress Yay. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the two of and, them are going to hang out. Happens. Yeah, and so you two are drinking tea, and Red Jackie is still... I think Red Jackie is uh, currently just sitting in the suite and probably, like, reading a book herself, like people, like a lot of the, the veterans down in Coach are doing. Mm-hmm. She's made this trip before. Okay. Maybe not in a while, but she is definitely... She, you would know, at least having talked to her passively, she's someone who is also from Tykeros proper, who moved here during her life, instead of being someone who was born in Duskfall. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Um, so she's probably just taking the time to read. I'm just thinking okay. of the um, time that I was there, and there was, like, all these ladies knitting. I was on a train, and there was all these ladies <laughs> knitting, and I just, like, am imagining big shark lady knitting right now, and I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, she's probably not that crafty, because she's, you know, but there are definitely I will say in Silvercoach, there is probably just like a row or two of just some old ladies knitting. Okay. <laughs> and they're you. like they're like they're like rich old ladies, but like so they don't need to be knitting anything, but it's something to pass the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. And so with that, that's going to fill out the third tick on of time on the first day. Okay. So about this time as we move into the fourth tick, uh it's about it has just is just past like early afternoon let's say so starting to get later in the day um as far as where you all are which uh flint is in the workshop nothing really happening there uh nothing's broken yet thankfully so it's pretty (laughs) it's been pretty empty though you did hear like a bit ago that uh lena has concluded her conversation with uh the chief concluded loud conversation she was having with someone who was less loud uh who you couldn't really hear as well and she's kind of left as far as you can tell um, so she's not in the workshop anymore. You're going, you don't really know where she's going. Maybe to Lofts, who's to say? Um, Ira over in Concierge, uh, things are still going the same way they have been. Uh, just some people occasionally coming to, to ask about stuff and, and those requests being fielded, nothing too major. And then, uh, Blondie and Folia, what you notice, uh, aside from the lunch rush of people actually coming to get some good food because you left like around dawn so it's about people are starting to get hungry again it's also like more people are actually starting to go up to the lounge and you're starting to hear some commotion up there of things getting set up and things starting to open Mm -hmm. so uh, the thing you would know is that for the rest of the day you can assume that there will actually be things happening in the lounge instead of nothing at all (laughs) good cool so So. how who wants to go first Hmm. Um, you and know what, what I'll say, it, what I'll say is also, um, Ira, you. It doesn't have to because my my premise for this is that quick, like super quick things don't have to be actually accounted for as time actions. Mm-hmm. Ira, you can like if if need be, it can just be said that you have passed off this uh, thing to whoever needs it. I think Blondie Presume- would make the most sense. Yeah, so it's safe to assume at some point without having to do it, you end up, uh, you know, following your brief, your your sort of vague awareness of where Blondie is and handing him the card that you got before mm-hmm. you, you know, go do whatever you do. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 
Yep, and like he's probably just like you know at at the table with uh, Thalia having tea, and he just sort of like nods at you as it, like maybe maybe you hand him a book or something like that, and it's tucked into the pages. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we'll oh. say for these passes, they're all kind of like magnetic keycard looking things almost. It's like. It's very, it's an automatic, it'll, like, make the doors that go there open automatically, and also, in the event that you were trying to get there when it would normally be closed, such as, uh, after dark, uh, it will make the security systems not care that you're there. Gotcha. Um, now, I know you did just say magnetic, but, did they It doesn't have to be magnetic, tell me, tell, give me, give me your, give me your shit. What if they had, like, little punch card holes in them? Great. Love it. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I think they're I think they're at least a little bit electroplasmic, but you can yeah. definitely like there's definitely some shunting happening. Nice. You shunt yeah. them into Excellent. something. When you <laughs> so good. So good. Okay. Well then, um let's see here. So it's just for workshop, right? Um, yeah, then... it's just for workshop. Okay, and I can't get into baggage from there. I mean you could get into baggage from workshop, but you would still have to kind of like finagle your way in somehow gotcha okay um all right i'm trying to figure out my best next step so we wanted to get into workshop was getting into baggage part of the goal of getting to workshop the goal is to get to postal gotcha and you can only access postal through baggage Mm -hmm. gotcha okay then and Um, just so people know because postal and baggage are both in the same car uh, postal is the upper one, and it's where packages and mail bound for Tykeros are, so it's a little bit more secure because they don't want people tampering with the mail. Mm-hmm. It could be coming from anywhere. And the baggage is where the folks who are staying in Silver and Gold Coach are putting most of their belongings because there's very limited capacity for overhead or under seat storage in those uh, cars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that what Blondie is going to do is that he's going to use... I kind of like the sort of intricate steps that are happening here. This is uh-huh. this is actually playing out like an actual heist movie, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. That, um, that was the hope. <laughs> yeah. Blondie is going to use the workshop card to get into the workshop to try and secure either a card or some other access to uh, baggage. Yeah. And, like, if he was Flint, I would maybe try and, like... Well, you, you mentioned something about, like, using a wreck. Did you, um, like, something about doing a sabotage? Um, maybe sometime in the future. I, 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 I think mean, what, what, when up, sabotage was mentioned it. is when you were you. going okay. over... Sabotage was mentioned when you were going over some of, like, the sample things that I had written for Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I was thinking, like, hmm, what if we just, like, kind of bust... What if we, like, just did something to the door instead of getting a card? But also that feels like something that could cause a lot of suspicion on the first day. So I think Blondie's gonna see if he can get like some sort of access thing to to baggage. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complicate it. I'm just gonna Yeah, so let's say in the workshop, obviously, in the sort of office area, there's just people plinking away at their offices. And in the workshop area, it's like we've described, big maintenance shop. There's an elevator that goes up to the bullpen mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. only has a shunt card on it and nothing else. There's no security post there or anything. And the workshop, similarly, uh, it has a thing for a shunt card, but uh, aside from there being, like, a camera that kind of is, like, variably uh, scooting back and forth, looking over different parts of the car, uh, there's not, like, people stationed here. 
Gotcha. Okay. There's only you would know from security, like there's really only three troops who are active as like security at a given time. Basically, one of them is always going to be an embarkment, and the other ones just kind of move around. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's see. I feel like I can pull something off here, but um, I mean, just tell me what you're thinking. You're gonna. I'm like, thinking. Gonna I it? kind of want to like um check a oh hmm hmm mm-hmm. okay here's a here's a weird idea i have and i'm definitely going to have to push myself to do but i like the feel of it so much okay um what if i use some like lockpick gear to like investigate the thing for the card and rather than just like picking it itself i'm going to like get the information needed so that Flint can modify our card yes. to use it. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Since you're using now, gear, I'm going to call this uh, Risky Great. Okay. If, what, for whatever you're going to do for this. Um, let's see. Uh, Tinker definitely seems like the base thing, but it could. I, I would also maybe consider um, let's see. Um, finesse, especially if I'm trying to do this subtly. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, because I think you can say this is finesse because you're trying to do this while also avoiding being noticed by the camera that you're doing. Yeah. This. Exactly, yeah. So I kind of like the idea that, like, I'm marking burglar gear. I think he, like, is, like, taking out, like, a lockpick thing. And rather than, he's just sort of feeling inside for, like, the holes that connect to the, you know. Yeah, that yeah, like sounds the, good to me. Yeah. Okay, cool. So give me a risky grate on that finesse. Okay, then. Um, And uh, let's see. Do I want to push myself... I'm already racking up the stuff. Um, Where are uh, you at, oh, stress-wise? No, no, because last the last thing you did was you relaxed. I was going to say, uh, if you take any stress, obviously it has an effect on your moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yes. So, yes, I will I will take stress to boost this then. Cool. Uh, th- okay. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah, okay. so what that does is... I'll have to do? keep that in mind, because... Um, well, it's. I, well, I guess it'd be next action, right? Yeah. When I okay, take, never mind. But yeah, yeah. I'll have to remember that. I do, I should be cooling down less. So it is risky, great or standard. What it'd be say? risky great because you use you're using the burglary gear, so I'm increasing your effect. Okay, then uh, one bonus dice. Three and a four. Three and a four. So, um, as for what you get, I'll say, uh, let's call this. This well, this clock that you're starting, we're gonna call that uh, baggage key copy. Mm. Gonna type that real quick, and we're going to call this uh, also a two of four. Uh, Say so you're about halfway on being able to copy the thing. Okay. As for the risk, I think you uh, while messing with this, uh, you hit something that like you just barely like causes a power blip and not an alarm but something like there's definitely like some kind of like uh almost like there's a light that lights up in it that's like yellow or something mm-hmm. and you get the sense that you should probably leave this alone for a little bit okay so what yeah. i'm going to call this here is a missed opportunity and i'm going to say you can't continue to do this on the next turn you okay. have to give it at least you have to give it at least an extra tech okay but that's yeah okay so you do that all right 
You've still got three people who can do stuff. Um, I think Thalia is going to move from the restaurant up to the lounge. And okay. And she is going to make conversation. Let me see our, our cast. Uh, yeah, so you, so first, the first thing, just to set the scene a bit, so you get up there, uh, some tables that were over on one side are starting to actually fill up with, like, what are clearly gambling setups, mm-hmm. like, different kinds of tables or uh, mats and things of that nature. Uh, the bar's still mostly empty, but they're stationed, and there's, like, one or two people who are sitting there. And aside, and otherwise, uh, someone from your Persons of Interest thing, uh, Cursed Thaniel, is currently setting up uh, to do some light music okay. with her hurdy-gurdy. Cool. Yes, hurdy-gurdy. So cool. So she, she has not started playing yet, but you can tell she's, like, fiddling with it and trying to get the sound right before she actually, like, you know, sets up the equipment to play it through the car, mm-hmm. essentially. Okay. So, yeah, that's what the scene's like right now. Um, I was wondering, is, of, of other persons of interest, is our... Um, uh, Ricky Vallon, is he up here? Um, it's, yeah, you know what? He's also on? up here. He, no, he's he's one of the he's the only person drinking right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes total sense. Okay, um, well, Falia is going to go and uh, sit next to him and order herself a drink. At, oh, good. At two at what like two p.m. It's cool. <laughs> if. If 2 p.m. <laughs> it's like PM. maybe one. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. You know what? Stressful situation. This works out for the best. Um, she So she is going to uh, try to initiate conversation with him in Tyke. So mm. because, again, you can use consort to communicate with other Tykerosi in Tyke. They are friendlier to you by default or at least less suspicious of you. So Yeah. And so what I will say for that is that you don't, they're more friendly to you, especially suspicious, whether you're talking to them in the, the imperial tongue or not. Mm-hmm. But what Tyke allows you to do essentially is communicate with them relatively privately, even yeah. in an area that would have a lot of uh, oversight. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what, yeah. that's what she's going to do is in, initiate, you know, sit, sidle cool. down, order a drink. Um, yeah. uh, are you trying to get anything specific out of them? Or? Yes. Um... I'm trying to see if he's seen any, um, like, a woman with a particularly prominent nose. I know that she could be in disguise, but, you know. Um, okay. You know, and just trying to be friendly. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, with the... If, are you are you doing this in Taiki? Yes. Okay. So, we're going to call this consort, definitely. Sure. Uh, it's going to be controlled, because the situation's controlled. And I'm trying to think, I think we're still going to say it's standard. Okay. But th- no one's going to. It, if 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 fucking Adelaide was like right next to you, she's not going to overhear that you were asking about her. Right. Exactly. Or anything, you know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, uh, controlled standard consort. Okay. I don't have any bonus dice. I'm just like I only have one dice, but. Mm. Can I roll? Can I can I take stress after the fact and roll? That's been the way we've been doing it usually. Oh, okay. Is if you, yeah. We're gonna do that then. That's one. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. That's a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise, he would just punch you in the mouth. Uh, almost uh, certainly. No, not even remotely. But three. Still terrible. 
Horrible. Still terrible, Why? unfortunately. Um, what I think happens here is just, uh, so you talk with him a bit about it, and but he's very, very clearly, like, he he can't think that he's seen anyone with particularly big noses. He looks kind of like one of those Japanese bathing monkeys, as I think I mentioned in the last episode. Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of has a big nose to him. Well, yeah. Anyone anyone who has a regular human nose has kind of a big nose, as far as he's concerned. <laughs> uh, but it, it's very clear that he's like... I think actually what happens is that he kind of tries to get off the subject, have more casual conversation. At some point while you're talking to him, probably notices your wedding ring and just like, ah. Oh. And then just... <laughs> kind, of lose, kind of loses interest. <laughs> Transparent. Oh, yeah, man. he's 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 not too, he's not too uh, psychologically complex, uh, good old Ricky. But what I'll say is, I'll still give you, even though it's a failure, since it's controlled, I'll still say it's like a one on guess who. So it's gonna be four of six on guess who, okay. because like he's at least like you were able to get it from him. Like he hasn't like you probably actually got pretty detailed with the description too like aside from big nose like well she would have been kind of tall bunny fingers whatever and he's like very clearly like no i haven't seen anyone that looks like that okay i'll take it i'll take it so it's at the very least you know she is probably definitely in disguise she's not gonna be walking around as herself okay that good that's good that narrows it down excellent yeah (laughs) so we still have ira and flint who can act this turn. And then after that, we'll probably call the episode, because I think we're, we're starting to run a bit long on this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is taking longer than I expected, but I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> um, we're also just kind of like finding our room. To like, yeah. Yeah. Know. Absolutely. I think at this point, Ira might just want to like hang out in coaches if they belong there. You can be in coaches. Like, hey, Any, hang out. Anyone just can like, be in Just like try to strike up friendly conversation with the people that are still sitting in coach and not in the restaurant or lounge. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, what for? What what's your specific intent behind doing this? Um, I want to. I'm trying to advance the guess who clock, uh, <laughs> but I'm like trying to weed out like who would be that. Who would be like suspicious or at least look like they might be disguised if there's anyone in silver coach uh yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and i think that's fine sorry go ahead yeah i was just saying i think that's fine uh you can be in any of any of the cars at the green thing coach especially it's just like you can just be there and hang out yeah i think it's similarly a thing like with what blondie experienced earlier uh or i guess in the last episode of like Doing it's kind of a yokely thing yeah. for like, oh, you very clearly haven't been on this train before, but it's kind of like a rite of passage for basically everyone. Yeah. So it's not like, su- it's not I a think, suspicious thing to do. Really. I think I might playing off of the joke I made and that you so generously went along with, I might actually, Ira might buddy up with the, the old ladies knitting and like ask them about their projects <laughs> yes. and stuff like that. Um, and gently lead them to gossiping about the other passengers that they've seen. Oh. That's good. Old lady, the old Smart. lady network <laughs> very smart that's that sounds like that sounds like sway to me <laughs> okay cool um, that's gonna be uh controlled obviously uh standard since you're not spending anything extra to do it okay one second one and then whatever amount of dice you get for computer that. decides to recognize its mouse there we go there's a five uh, in that five so let me think so what i'm gonna do is since you talk with them i think you are able to kind of lead them to gossiping about some of the passengers they've seen in silver coach and kind of uh, covertly kind of work in uh, your sort of descriptions, like some of the describing features you've had for Adelaide. And I think what you are able to find out, at least from them, is that 
And if there's anyone who would be like her, they're not in Silver Coach. They might have Silver Coach through. is like, mm-hmm. like, she could pass through here, sure, but like, she's probably like someone who is a, a person who has like money and like is a noble of some kind and isn't just like a business person making a, a trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to be in Silver Coach in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend the money for at least Gold Coach, if not more. Mm. Um, and so what I'll say is, I'm going to say this fills out Guess Who, and it's mm. going to, uh, obviously, since it's filled out Guess Who, it's going to give you a tick towards finding Adelaide. Um, and what I can say is, you can safely say that she's not someone who is in Silver Coach. Cool. Absolutely not. She might come through here, but she's not someone who sits in the chair and sleeps here at night, mm-hmm. if nothing else. So, yeah. And I think for the complication on the side of that, since it's controlled... Um, I think it's just, you kind of realize that's about all the information you're going to get out of these specific ladies. They're, they're not super paying, they've been on this trip a couple of times, probably. They're not really paying attention to other people on the thing. They're just mm-hmm. focusing on knitting mm-hmm. and hanging out and knitting. They're delightful, but unfortunately, they're kind of insular and they don't really pay attention a whole lot to what else is happening on the train. So they're not going to be a whole lot of extra use to you. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, in this turn, we got Flint. Ooh, okay. So, like, the Guess Who clock is filled, right? Oh, uh, yeah, so that's been filled, and it, what it's given you is a one of six clock on Adelaide. Oh, boy. Did you mention that you wanted to uh, patch up Rosalind soon? I did, yeah. I do want to catch that Hurdy Gurdy concert, but I think we'll do that next. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's going to be playing uh, through probably most of the day and night, and as well as most of the day and night, in the successive days to fall, though. Gotcha. You get the sense that she's okay. kind of the interview. Yeah, I should probably, probably check in on the stabbed guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and call this 10, so why don't you read me the description for, for that specifically? Okay. Once per day, you can tend to Rosalind. It is assumed that you do so in your spare time, regardless, but ten represents more thorough examination and adjustment of treatment. Roll tanker, controlled standard. You will recover stress commensurate with your degree of success. Yeah. So. So, give me a tanker, controlled standard. Okay. Oh, we got a pair of sixes. Wow. wow. A critical. Incredible. So, let me open your yeah, so, uh, thing like, real quick. Flint's taking like a sip from his flask. He's got the bandages. Well, I think it's safe to say. Going. I'm just going to say, since he rolled a critical on that, that's like clear stress. Dope. I, okay. I'm just going to say that. Because you have like five, and I think that would be at least worth five. So All right. That's um, me. But what I'll, so what I'll say is, so you start doing this, and it's kind of familiar to you, because you've probably had to do a lot of this back during the Unity War in Scotland, like patching up people who've taken nasty wounds, maybe even doing it on trains, who knows. Um, probably but, never as in posh situation as this, but... Yeah, but you're able to, he's still pretty, like, in, he's, he's not, uh, not, he's not a vegetable or anything, but he's, like, very much in the stage of, like, fighting off an infection for what you'd know of infections, that it's, like... He's probably sleeping mostly, if only waking up maybe to get some water or something. And you're able to, like, really no fuss, just kind of, like, turn him over, change his dressings, get a, examine his wound and everything else. Um, yeah, Flint's just like, oh, what the butchers was looking after you. So what I'll say is what you know from the setup is, like, there's not, like, anything that you can really do to, like, make his to make the fighting off the infection thing go better. 
because most of it's just time and hoping that his body will do what it will do. And also, like, considering limited understanding of how microbial bacteria works, it's like, <laughs> you know, your actual ability to treat it directly is pretty limited in general. Um, and so what I will say is, up. you know that Sweet Winter probably set him up with basically the kind of, you know basic treatment that you can hope for and expect to be helpful. Like they have him on a IV. So he's still getting like some water and uh, some nutrients in him, even if he's not drinking that much. Um, as for the infection itself, it's like he's fighting it off pretty admirably, but it's still kind of a weird situation where he probably would have been better off staying at the hospital <laughs> and moving him through Duskfall was maybe not like the greatest idea vis-a-vis, mm -hmm. you know, keeping that whole situation sterile. But as far as everything goes, he still seems like he's pretty stable. So, yeah. And that's what you get from that, aside from uh, the immense amount of stress you recover from just uh, basically slipping automatically into something that you've trained you know, for a long time to do that just sort of comes to you almost like a zen sort of thing. Nice. And with that, uh, that is our fourth tick, and I believe a pretty good place to end the heist, which is probably going to take longer than I thought it would, but that is okay, because uh, this is actually mean... really fun. <laughs> end the episode. Right. Uh, yeah. What did I say? You said what end the heist. <laughs> oh, no, God forbid. Heist is... We got a lot of heist. If anything, if anything, the heist is going, on, going to go on for longer than I expected it would, <laughs> which is cool. But we are going to end the episode here, and okay. I think next episode we will probably be going through the first day. Cool. Uh, finishing off the rest of it and then moving on from there. Cool. Exciting. So, We've got tons of content for the people. By the Yeah, people. this is going to end up being a more epic finale than I expected, but I hope no one is complaining because, hey, as far as I'm concerned, that's a pretty good trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, All right. tune, tune in next week. Uh, same beginner's time. I can talk. <laughs> you got same it. beginner's channel. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Alexander Messick, Calvin Cox, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Jack Toops, Jarnope, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Thor Holmquist, and Trashy May. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, Simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerds Cast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook.